Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. It is now Black History Month. <clears throat> it is. Happy anniversary of Beyonce releasing the photo of the twins in her belly. Remember she did that February 1st of last year? All right. I've actually been looking forward to this okay. for a while. I remember that date because it really brought some sunshine into my life. It did. I remember a lot of people needing that photograph at the time. Yeah. And being like, just running to Instagram and being like, oh, so Beyonce is just, she knew... It had been Trump's inauguration. Everybody yeah. was feeling really we down. Very we low. were feeling very low. Yeah. And then Beyonce was like, all right, niggas, a reason to smile again is coming. So, Well, for Black History Month, I will only be doing quotes from uh, beloved Black sitcoms. Great. So I can be more shamed than I already am. But you can narrow it down. You're right. You and I know... know way more sitcoms than I do movies. Great. So <clears throat> starting with. Watch me work, honey. Men are like fish. If you want to catch one, you got to put some bait on your hook. This could be too many people. That's all I've got. <sighs> was this a character played by Jack A. Harry? It was not. Damn. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis? No. Damn. Men. Let's see. Can, uh, quote can I get a show. decade? It's the early nineties. Okay. Men are like mm, that's still. This is the uh, someone's sister said that. Was it Harriet Winslow's sister? It might have been Harriet Winslow's sister. Oh my god! Really? Is this family matters? <laughs> yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you needed way too many clues. I but did. That's fine. No, I did. But what? <laughs> well, Rachel. That was Rachel. Rachel of Rachel's Place. Aunt Rachel's Place. I was originally, my favorite line from Family Matters is when Rachel Baby had, like said mama and she was trying to convince everybody that the baby said it and he wouldn't say it when everybody else was around. Right. And they were talking about everybody's first words. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. And Laura was like, Eddie's first word was, huh? <laughs> <laughs> A drag. To this day, that takes me out oh, like that's a good one 
Anyway, so Yay. welcome, guys. Happy Black History Month. I am uh, Myra Monkhouse, RIP. Okay. And I am Lupita Nyongo's Black Panther dress. Majestic you know and regaled in a bitch. Valid. <laughs> um, speaking of Black Excellence. So amazing. That purple carpet. My God, you niggas did that. Nigga. I mean... It was so good. I am just reinvigorated. Yes, I cannot wait for this movie. I mean, wow. I mean, I've already got my outfit together. Okay, okay. I'm not going to do anything so formal. Obviously, they were, you know, blessed to be there. Right. So being in your best, <laughs> I get it. Right. Um. Wow. What a mighty show out. Angela Bassett. Oh, Everybody was just dressed Say it again. Eyes. Everybody looked so good and just... Even the men, I was just like, wow. So everybody is just going to show up and stunt like this. And just putting every other red carpet movie premiere to like shame. Like the rest of y'all going to have to step your pussies up. Great early reviews. Issa Rae's dress was beautiful. Issa always looks, ugh. Anyway, don't get me started. It was just so much. If you were there, I hate you. But thanks so much for showing up. And I hope you had a great time. And I can't wait to see it for myself. Yeah, I was really shocked at how many people I follow on Instagram were at that event. Yeah. It was like, it was a lot. oh, so I I feel a way about you bitches. Right. Like, I am actually jealous to not be at all of this. So, But yeah, very, very excited for this movie. Black Excellence also goes to Hanif Johnson. Um, this young man is 27 years old and he's the youngest magisterial district judge in the state of Pennsylvania at 27 years old. That is fancy. Um, a native of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. His term just began here in January. Well, it's February now, but just got started. Um, Donald Trump and all of his white walkers. (laughs) were apparently a part of the uh, inspiration for him to go after this seat. He said, when you sit back and you see Donald Trump become president, you hear about all the things we are being affected by. It seems like everything happens through the court system. Everybody always says, well, we complain about stuff, but we never get up and do anything. This is me getting up and doing something. Amen. And so to that Young man, younger than me, doing great things. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that message. Right. Which is an excellent school. Didn't, oh God, wait a minute. We don't need to. Okay. I was just going to confirm, but I think. It's so. fine. Okay. No, it's fine. So anyway, grossed out. But anyway, I love that that man's presidency is inspiring so many people of color to be like, oh, okay. And so I'm actually going to actively fight this motherfucker. It's like, like. Oh, hell no, nah, but in action. Yeah. Like, if, <laughs> Not just if those words were things, <laughs> right. that's what this would be. Yes, and I applaud anybody who is actually putting action behind their words. So salute to that young man. That was excellent news. Absolutely. So this week in uh, Yo Hot Tops and a Bottle of Rum. Okay, that's clever. Uh, so I don't care about most of it. Like this, I feel like is a light week. I feel like this is going to be one of those weeks where we're going to go home and then something dramatic is going to happen okay. or something tomorrow morning or whatever. Right. All right. Um, I know the Grammys happened, um, and Blue Ivy again proved that she is who we said she is, but, um, I did not watch the show. Okay. Actually, when I decided, okay, let me go ahead and turn and see what the fuck on, is going on. In the <laughs> it was about 30 seconds before that happened. And then I was like, okay, thanks, Blue. And then I turned it off. I mean, and 
That and watching Rihanna perform and like a couple of other moments were pretty much all I got. Yeah. Out of the Grammys, I was drifting in and out of sleep, to be honest. We had just came from brunch, so I, I was just, going off the Well, that's, yeah, that's probably. But uh, I was awake for the Blue Ivy moment, and after that, I was like, I think I can just go in the other room and watch Love After Lockup now. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. I think I'm good. Because she really just, honestly, like, they, they owe Beyonce a check for bringing her baby to this show. Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all just give her her money. Oh, seeing a sidewalk around on the red carpet was adorable. I didn't see that. Oh, my God. You miss Lil Uzi Vert. Have you seen the video of this? I don't know what you're talking about. When I you, I don't know what combination of drugs was in that nigga's system. All of them. (laughs) I don't know what what to tell you. But he was being interviewed by that very, very thin woman. Something like that. And so... And she was asking him all these questions. And when I tell you, this nigga was giving the driest two-word answers. Like, he didn't give one fuck about being there. Nobody likes Juliana. Talking about he gonna wake up tomorrow and have Pop-Tarts for breakfast regardless of what happens tonight. So, like, I feel like he also did not like her. And Cardi B did uh, a red carpet interview with her. I saw the Cardi B one. And she was just, like, staring at her like, bitch, what is you talking about? She looked like she was definitely thinking about dinner. (laughs) Like, yes, all the while, the whole time, like the thing. Was Shout out there. to Hennessy for showing up and showing out, saying she was going to take her goddamn moment also we, as well. We no, she's in fashion. She oh, just graduated she? fashion school. Oh, OK. So I expect uh, a line with Fashion Nova to be dropping soon. Or I don't see why like not. That. They endorse them, don't they? Does I the Shade Room own Fashion Nova? <laughs> no, I just feel like the Shade Room's circle of customers versus uh, Fashion Nova. Like, it has to be almost overlapping. I don't know. But I feel like the same people who follow the Shade Room are religiously shopping at Fashion Nova. There's nothing wrong with that because I got they some Fashion Nova clothes also. They have to own part of it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I really didn't see. I know I don't even really watch award shows at all anymore, to be honest with you. Because like I've said before, I go, I'm going to see what I want to see on the internet the next day. Right. Well, niggas was mad because Bruno Mars won for album of the year. And everything else. And right. And also, right. Everything else, which I mean, I like I said, I think I said this on the show that I totally expected it and would have been glad about it because I did. I would have felt a way about Jay-Z winning album of the year. So I am glad that did not happen. Like 18 other people nominated for album. Right. True. But I just knew based off of how insanely popular Bruno's album was that he was going win it. So, oh, and niggas was mad because Alessia Cara beats is a. For a best new artist, and then went on that child's Instagram and harassed the hell out of her. Oh, she posted a response to that. Uh, I'm not going to read this Insta essay, but what it basically gets to is, you know, there's no reason for you to tell me how much I suck. I've told myself that I suck since pretty much I knew what sucking meant. So, haha, I beat you. <laughs> to that um, I really like this positive spin you put on that and no I mean that's literally what no, she's saying she did say it, and but. she's just like I'm gonna I'm not gonna feel bad for winning an award that yeah. I worked really hard for I agree I really think that SZA should have won best new artist or some fucking thing like she did not slay right. I'm not even gonna she didn't deserve that upset. like Rihanna did not deserve that the fact that Rihanna even came back on y'all stage after y'all did her like that I don't get it, but shout out to her. I mean, they always win by getting these people to come and look great I mean, and or perform. Right. After they you know what I'm him. saying? More than once. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, 
I don't know what they get. You know, if there's like a secret check or like there's like, you know, they give you a car. I don't know what. <laughs> Maybe what they it just want to dress up and party. Maybe it's just a fun weekend and they all around. I mean, you're Jay Z, Beyonce, Rihanna. Like, you could go to the Grammys or you could not go to the Grammys. You could do whatever. So it's like, why not just put on something fun and cute and go have fun? I mean, well, they all looked great. So maybe it is just about like going and seeing your niggas and then also looking fantastic. But maybe they I left just, it up to blue. Maybe they were just like, do you want to go? Because my bun is done. Even though Beyonce asked me questions. Beyonce holding them organic fruit snacks in that juice box looking like. Because she knows what she's being supposed to be doing. a mother is trash. I lived. So let's just discuss the fact that Camille. Uh, whomever fifth Cameron, direction whatever yeah. she her that's her is. from that group she was speaking and blue was not interested mm-hmm. first of all dreamers didn't build this country right she was lying so she was up there lying right but then she said whatever she said and her parents got to clapping and blue and said okay so you calm down <laughs> You two over here. I'm going to start over here with my left Cease, because you, first of all, young lady, are really doing a lot. Madam, I introduced you to Normandy at the Rock Nation brunch. You already know we don't stand for we the op. We just took a picture with her. We so don't do the op. You already know that we stand for Normandy. I won't do. You over here, you lucky to be here. So <laughs> let's everybody calm down. All right. We're not clapping for the opposition tonight. Did you notice at one point they switched seats so that Jay-Z was between yeah. Beyonce and Blue? I feel like Beyonce was like, so listen. You're feeling your beat tonight because we're in front of all these white Somebody's people. having a lot of fun at the Grammys. Let me explain something to you. But little girl, do not act like I will not snatch a knot in your ass right here in front of all these white people. I will take off both of these $5 million earrings and I give love it to it. I just love it. Beyonce's face. It was everything. So, yeah, I feel like she's like, you need to get your daughter. You are feeling it tonight. <laughs> you need to get you your know child. that you're the biggest star in here. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> but I will wear your ass out. I would kill to see the group message between Beyonce and Solange and, and Miss Tina. Tina <laughs> yes. Right. I would like, kill to read that. Mama, <laughs> if you don't come and get your grandbaby from the front row right now. <laughs> I feel like Solange is going to troll her with that gift. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time Beyonce says Every something, she don't like it. She sent her that gift. Don't make me do you okay, like so, your daughter did. Sweetie, <laughs> pump your brakes. Thanks so much. Oh, man. Blue Ivy is truly a legend. She's a she gift. knows it. She knows it. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, what is Blue Ivy going to do when she realizes Beyonce is her mama? No, what is Beyonce going to do when she realizes Blue Ivy is her daughter? That is the question. Because <laughs> nobody's ready for that little girl. I love it. I mean, she's got so much personality. Yeah. She's, she's ready to let you know when she's It was definitely the highlight of the show, right? <laughs> when she approves, when she disapproves. When she needs a snack. Beyonce, it's been too long. Where Hello. are my carbohydrates? Find I'm them. confused. I just need my juice, girl. I don't get it. I'm six. Where's my juice? Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. 
And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So, I mean, if you watched the Grammys and you had a great time, good for you. Congratulations. Um, I decided to play Monster Hunter and watch The Office, which... I don't know Monster Hunter. I have not laughed so hard in so long. Really? (laughs) From that episode... The dinner party episode of The Office. I'm just having, oh, The Office. Okay. I'm having such a great time with that program. I watched it off and on, so I don't know if I remember that one, but I did enjoy it. I just started from the very beginning, however many weeks ago, and I just mm. got to season five. And it's like, I don't know how to explain why it's so funny. Because there are shows like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, for instance, that you could probably just read the script and you can find the jokes like it's written funny this show is like it has that but it's mostly like i feel like visually funny Mm -hmm, it is and like their facial expressions and the way they say things Mm -hmm. is really funny the way they interact with each other the characters personalities and all that it is i have no idea why michael scott still has a job I have no idea why Stanley still works there. That black man is me. Like, he is just like, I don't care about anything that y'all are doing or talking about pranks, raccoons. None of it. I'm just going to clock out once I'm done and go home. Like, it's so great. You in the workplace. Um, Okay, yes, we talked about your friend winning all her things. Whatever. Um... I mean, I also would have been satisfied with Lord winning album of the year. I have not listened to that. You know, she's my she's my unproblematic white fave, and I like her. Don't put that on her. Early twenty. Well, she's done really well so far. You so. know that we're the ones that ruin that. But she's still. So when she I fucks know. up tomorrow. I, see, don't say that, please. I just 
sometimes I need to hold on to her. But I like her little angsty white girl, you know, going through my feelings and growing up kind of music. I loved her first album. I just haven't listened to this one yet. So yeah, I, I heard mean, good things though. I was like the only black girl at the Lord show in Washington Heights. Okay. So, but the fact that she played Washington Heights—that's surprising. Yeah, it only took me eight minutes to get there, but that's this why. was years ago. Yeah, so I like her. I do. She's fun. I didn't like that first single. Royals? Well, it was every fucking Not word. that one. Oh. The first single from this album. Oh, I did. I love it. What? Unless I'm it's thinking of it It's just fun for me. I don't know. I'll listen to it eventually. That was the only song, I mean, the only album from the Album of the Year nominees that I hadn't listened to. Mm. The rest of them I've heard and enjoyed. So, right. I mean, I also would not have been mad if Kendrick won, but who was your, was that, was Kendrick? Yeah, your? they just gave Kendrick all the things with the word rap in it. <laughs> right. Like, don't play yourself. We're certainly not going to give you the big one, but all the rap you <laughs> Whoever his votes is just sure. like, oh, Kendrick, yeah. I'm oh, yeah, sure Kendrick he was Lamar. the best no, one. No, no. I know I've yeah. heard great things. Yeah, He's sure. a really good Absolutely. rapper. Yeah, so. But once you put them next one. to Bruno. What? <laughs> Bitch, please. Kids love Bruno Mars. White people love Bruno Mars because Bruno Mars has that, you know, all the fun that black music. urban music yeah, and he's got that brown guilt. tint <laughs> right so they can be like oh yeah i know the words to this and it's not talking about <laughs> you know ejaculating in the face is it no well no i think he's probably got <laughs> lines that you know are are more for code for like coke than ejaculating on somebody. No shock there. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's pretty much it. But children turn the fuck up to Bruno Mars. Every wedding I went to last year during the reception, you play Bruno Mars and everybody under the age of seven turns the fuck up. So it just didn't He's got everyone. Yeah. He's got everyone. everyone. All the fun of black music without the pesky blackness. Yeah. So I get it. I do. It's perfect. I understand the criticism, but brown. I also genuinely enjoy the music, and he is constantly shouting out his black ass inspirations. That is why I'm comfortable rocking with him. I mean, he might as well. Well, I mean, he can't. He really no... could not deny it. Like it's blatant. I but why people have tried. the number of right the number of people who do like to take our shit and pretend like it didn't come from us, you know, is not small. So I appreciate him making that. Effort. How's Robin Thicke doing with Marvin Gaye's family? I have no idea. Wow, what a blast from the past. <laughs> what didn't? He was certainly sued, right? Because Nona oh, don't play. more than. Nona don't play about 1, that. 1,000, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she got her money. No. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to fuck with Nona really, gay. So, <laughs> the audacity of you to even say anything to I actually have, been, heard I have not song. heard that name in, I don't know where Robin Thicke is at. Mm-mm. Probably making monthly payments to Nona Gay. Would I would I would not be shocked. And probably trying follow. to act like that wasn't the exact same. You know what? Anyway, anyway, what were we talking about? We're talking about the Grammys, but I think we can move on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Out of the year. So you know, uh, in an effort to be like a super great uncle and also probably fixes. PR foolishness. Lewis Hamilton. You remember the Lewis Hamilton, the driver sports guy talked about whose nephew got a princess dress for Christmas and he went on Instagram. Oh, yes. Now I do. I was so confused. So he was photographed at Disneyland. Is this the one in LA? I mean, is there like a Disney? Why do I want to know for sure? No, it's Paris. So Disneyland Paris last week he was photographed mm-hmm. with his nephew and i guess this is his niece 
um, both dressed in princess dresses. Okay. The little girl's dressed as Snow White, and he prefers Rapunzel. And he was holding them hand in hand with the braids that Chris Brown just cut off. <laughs> Proudly walking, smiling, and having a great time being an awesome uncle. And Yeah, I bet thankfully, that photo was taken on purpose. Thankfully, I'm just glad that the face, well, we're at, the photos I'm looking at are on Daily Mail and the kids' faces are blurred out. So I don't know if Daily Mail did that. I'm assuming they did. Okay, yeah. But I'm just grateful for that. Uh, just because the kids don't need to be paraded around and gossip foolishness or whatever. Right, like leave he... them kids alone about it. Right. <laughs> but what I love about this is that you can see that the boy is still posing in this picture. <laughs> like his face is blurred out, but you can see that he's still getting yeah, his life. Yeah, I just pulled it up a while back. And he is. If it's jutted out, like, like oh my yes. gosh. Okay, well, let's take photos. Well, I mean, the Rapunzel dress is way cuter than the Snow White it dress. It just is. It's like, better. The color scheme <laughs> yeah, is together. It is. Like the it just looks nicer. It's a more flattering color as Snow well. Snow White is just right. This blue and this yellow, she just looks so primary. Rapunzel I mean, well, is a bad bitch. When deers and rabbits are making your garments. <laughs> <laughs> you take what the fuck you can get, bitch. Rapunzel literally had her whole life to make a dress. That's so. true. She didn't do nothing but like sew and grow her. Unfair advantage. All her life. Is he wearing Yeezys too underneath? Well, good for him. Him. Is that what those are? Those are Yeezys? They just look like little sneakers. I was going to say, I ain't no Kanye made anything that colorful. Whatever, Lewis. I mean, uh, base, (laughs) base situation here. Like, at the very surface of this, you are at least showing this child that he's cool. Right. Doing what he wants. Regardless of whether or not you're trying to fix your PR <laughs> No, you certainly are. I mean, I the mean, pose and smile say it all. <laughs> you're just a huge grin. Look how happy I am with my nephew in a dress. <laughs> but you know what? I Right. The impact on his nephew is far more important. Even if he's doing it so the rest of us will Leave stop him dragging him. Right. <laughs> right. Even if he's doing it for that reason also, at least his nephew feels supported. That's, That's what matters. Right. <laughs> and the, the Although I was told cuter. that we just don't understand British humor. Uh, well, maybe that's true. I might not Although understand I'm literally British. laughing my ass off on a spinoff of a show that was created in Britain. I mean, I, I really do like their dry white people way of telling jokes. <laughs> like, I, think, I, find I mean, maybe there's just one little corner of it that I don't get. Because right. I've watched tons of right. like comedies out of the UK that are hilarious. I love tons it, of That just wasn't comedians. a joke. You I were just, just being a dick to was, a baby. Right. And that's not funny. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I guess I don't get I it. I don't get it. <laughs> I thought it was a kid. Um, speaking of people that made some PR mistakes, TLC, apparently they had a... Okay. They're performing at the Australian Open. Wow. That's a, what I've never heard of, like on the court. I've never heard of such a thing. I don't know. <laughs> they can't be singing. Oh, no. Maybe it's just like as it's happening, they're like. So this is maybe a dumb question, but do they sing the Australian national anthem at the Australian I think they're just Open? performing TLC music. <laughs> oh, what? That makes even less sense. Why? Like, I don't think that they're, I think that they had like. A concert or like a mini concert, maybe before a match. Or okay, so like that something weekend. Indo- okay, got you. All right, I thought you meant they were like opening the Australian. Yeah, I don't think they're like the the halftime. That show. was like what I the don't know. fuck is going on in tennis? They were performing in Australia. Got you. And they had to pull out at the last minute. That's what she said. 
I hate that I'm five years I'm old and laughed at that. Stop. <laughs> you are too much. Um, so here is what the announcers apparently told the crowd. We have we have had a full computer meltdown tonight. And unfortunately, TLC cannot sing because they can't sing without their computers. But we will issue <laughs> Like, why do they have to say why that? Why do they have to say that? <laughs> That's fucked up. These bitches won't sing unless somebody can run their voices through a program first. So therefore, won't be no show tonight. Sorry, guys. What the fuck? Uh, but we will issue full refunds for everyone here. Wow. T-Boss said the following on Twitter. I am so with like eight O's. Sorry. It was out of our control. <laughs> We're trying to figure something out to make it up to you. Chili responded by saying, oh my God, we are so sorry. We were dressed and everything, but it was out of our hands. Like she said, we're trying to figure out how to make it up somehow. I mean... Could you not have just sung? It just seems like... No. <laughs> Like, if I had paid money for this, which is already a leap, then if somebody had said they can't sing because the computers are down, I would have been like, so, I mean, but you bitches are supposed to be singers, right? Like, just turn on the mics. I just tried to assume that maybe, like, the computer was what would be playing the back, the music or... No. Queuing stuff up. Like, they just had technical <laughs> difficulties and they could You know that they are not about to go give Australia an unplugged show. Well, I'm just saying, like, or if I was else. the promoter, I would be pissed. Like, all this money and you, y'all it sounds would just like, it's like their oh, fault. well, fuck it. We can't do it. So. It doesn't sound like TLC's computer. It, them, like, they, honestly, I don't really give a fuck about this, to be, to be quite honest. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I know that they just put out that album that y'all paid for. But oh, <laughs> I didn't know it came out. I believe it did. Oh, I'm, like, almost 100% I should sure listen that album to came it. out. But you remember right before it came out, Chili was on some weird All Lives Matter oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And I feel like not long, long after that, T-Boz said also said something, something crazy. too, right. Oh, yeah. You know what? And I believe we cussed them out. Yeah, it we did. It feels familiar. <laughs> so I don't care. So fuck it. I'm still trying to get my head around them being at the fucking Australian Open. Who booked that? I mean, you know, they probably have like a lot of fans out there. <sighs> my thing is, I if this is their last album and that's what they're performing for, okay. great. Okay. Because I haven't really been able to digest TLC as a performing group since Left Eye has been right. Gone. No, me. It's either. just not the same. It is not. And I have respected the fact that they've never like tried to replace her, except for the one time they did that show on Little Mama on United performing niggas on UPN. Remember they had that show. <sighs> Where they was like looking for a girl, and then also crispy one. So Where is also crispy? You. I do remember them recruiting. She got to be all still crispy, now. pretending that they were going. But they said like, so are, You're... You, "Are you are you finished or are you done?" <laughs> they said like, even on the show, they were like, "We're not replacing Left Eye. We're just gonna have somebody do some shows with us." And then they put out that weird Usher disc, and then also crispy was on it. And then she performed at the end of the show, and then that was it. Oh, okay. Well, that happened. <laughs> when I was like in high school. Oh, oh my God. I don't know why I remember this remember so the, vividly. Right. The fact that you even remember is crazy to me. I remember Lil Mama performing with them on some show. 
No, that was after the TLC movie came out on VH1. Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. And, and everybody was like, oh, arm. little mama would be great. But didn't she do a performance with them? Like, Yeah, one I'm, I'm pretty sure she performed with them at one point. Somewhere, yeah. But it's just, right, it's not the same it's just never without gonna be. Lisa. Right, and it never will be. So I felt like if they were going to release, like, their unreleased last music or whatever that they did with her, then that would be fine. But, like... Trying to continue as TLC without her is never going to work. It's just never going to. It just isn't. Every time I've seen them perform, I just be saying It feels like, off. It just makes me... It, it will like, always oh. feel off with just the two of them. And honestly, if one of the other two had died, I would feel the same way. Like, right. it would just be off it just without the three of y'all, right? So, whoever... I, the, the thought, again, of spending money to watch T and C perform, I just will not. So... But God bless. And they didn't do themselves any favors. <laughs> so. <laughs> Whoever worded the release was pissed. They were livid. That was the, the promoter wrote that tweet. Because somebody probably from TLC's group is the one who told them, okay, no, well, we can't perform if the computers aren't working. So. <laughs> they can't sing without their computers. Uh, so. <laughs> they said if the computer don't work, they can't do it. Yeah, because of the computer. They can't sing because of the computer. Tiff, Tiff, TLC is the fifth and final studio album by the American group TLC released on June 30th, 2017. Oh my God. How are we this late? Wait, because we don't care. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going to listen. Oh well. If it was that great, somebody would have told me about it by now. It features remastered versions of No Scrubs, Creep, Unpretty. Okay. I never cared for Unpretty. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you can lay your head if you want You can make your nose. Mostly because I, I think I, even as a child, I was like, I reject Unpretty as a word. <laughs> Find something else to say. <laughs> that was really my issue. <laughs> oh, oh, just a nerd guy. I just remember the video making me uncomfortable. I barely remember Because Left Eye was gangbanging and then somebody got shot. And then... Oh, my God. <laughs> Chili. Chili wanted, like, breast implants and then that girl oh, was getting cut yes. up and then she ran out into a white light. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the fuck T-Boz was I doing. I do remember Chili and the breast implant scene. Like, that was weird. <laughs> and that girl just looked, like, terrible. Like, she looked like she was dying as they were cutting her open. And Chili, like, freaked out. Yeah, I don't need to... Uh, I will not be revisiting this. <laughs> like, I never... I don't need I to watch that ever again. I just seeing that video and being like... I've, I've blocked out most of that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, a mess. All right. Well, what else do we have here? Oh, we brought up uh, the Sister Sister reboot. I think that was last week. Okay. Jack A said that they were, you know... And talks of working on this whole thing happening. Yeah. Tia, who apparently is super pregnant. There's like a lot of women who are real pregnant right now. And I'm I'm finding out about these celebrity <laughs> women being pregnant when they're like eight months. Yeah. Like I had no idea Chrissy Teigen was pregnant until like four days ago. Oh, you must don't follow her on Instagram. Uh, no, I don't. Um, who else so is cute. pregnant? Oh, they said Monica's pregnant, but Monica's not. Tia's pregnant. Somebody else. There's a white woman who's pregnant. Might be a white woman. I think woman. it's Kirsten Dunst. What? Yeah. I think Kirsten Dunst is pregnant. Oh, well, I don't care about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, somebody else is. is pregnant, too, and I just found out. Oh, I found out that Jordan Sparks was pregnant. Oh, but I think yeah. That she, I think Sparks she got that a secret. Pregnant. So cute. Well, 
But no, I don't. Not a not a secret. I think like I think like when she revealed that she was pregnant, she was already kind of pregnant. Oh well, yeah. Or maybe okay. I'm like what? <laughs> like I, like she was like showing. showing. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Whatever. The point is. Anyway, though. <laughs> like she was like really far along. I think. No, I don't think she is that far along. I, I don't know. I just be late. Like a these lot of people are pregnant, and they're like huge pregnant, and I'm like, well, what? that's because all you're doing is watching The Office and playing video games. That's true. That's you're not paying any attention. That is true to Instagram. So. That is true, or like anything else. You're missing all of it. Well, Tia said the following to People Magazine. She says, we haven't gotten an official go yet. Everything is put in place. We just need a home. We have a writer. We have an idea. Everybody's on board. All the puzzles and pieces are in place. So it seems like they're just trying to find the network to buy it or whatever at this point. Hmm. Which I guess would be the more complicated thing. Netflix has got openings. Well, yeah, but they are already doing a beloved sitcom reboot, and I don't. So what? They can't do a beloved black sitcom reboot. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that. Let's call Monique and ask her. (laughs) I was gonna say maybe if we pressured Netflix and we're like, "Uh, "Excuse you, it's very anti-black of you to not pick up the reboot, sister, sister." (laughs) Then they might. I mean, I feel like why not at least have the conversation and see? I mean, Netflix very clearly makes it seem. Like, they are open to house all kinds of content. I mean, they have, like, like stand-up that's in all Spanish. They have anime. They have, like, cooking shows. They have, like, those American Gladiator style shit. Like, all kinds of programming. Mm -hmm. Even multicam sitcoms from the 90s. Of course. So why not at least be like, no, you know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, thanks so much for coming, but we don't see it. Well, I don't know. Is she saying that, like, they haven't actually shopped it to any networks yet or none of the networks have? That hasn't been clear. They just need a home is what they're saying. So Mm. I don't know how much work they've actually done in in that part yet. hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. Freeform might be cute. Oh, Freeform might be cute. Um, I don't know. Wasn't it? No, it was on the WB. Or was it ABC? Shows used to switch networks a million, like all around. I feel like it was on ABC because wasn't it on TGIF? Or wait, uh I don't know. I feel like it was. Anyway, I'm interested because I, you know, like Sister Sister was one of my favorite shows from back in the day, but reboots are very popular now. And so maybe they're feeling like the reboot market is wide open. I mean, no, not wide open, but there are just so many. Like, everything is is getting re... It's kind of like the redone. return of the 90s right. group in that's movies going too, on Jumanji, tour. But see, also, like, a lot of these reboots do really well. So Sometimes. I hope they do find a home, because I would at least like to see... I would definitely give it a shot. Yes, because I love Sister yeah. Sister, too. And I talked a big shit about Fuller House, and a few people hit me up and were like, I'm the reason Fuller House is still on. It's I saw great. that as well. <laughs> People like, of all really? shades and all ages. Yes, somebody who I will not out because I'm sure she does not want me to <laughs> to, to publicly out her in this way. But she was like, I low-key love that show. Like, I watch it all the time. And I think it's hilarious. The Netflix one. Yeah. Wow. The, right. I was also stunned. I cannot believe it. I just read it. that they got a season four. See? The, I, I know the people who are watching. Black people who are watching no that show. idea how. And swear that it is great. So, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch it again. I know I'm going to hate it, but it was, I want to like, uh, I'm going to watch. First of all, I made it through maybe seven minutes of episode one. 
So maybe just the utter cheesiness okay. of all of the, we're back, we're back, oh my gosh, we're back, and we're still white. Maybe that was like too much for me. <laughs> oh God. I'm going to like try to watch the first two episodes, and if I still am like, I don't get it, then I just don't know what you niggas are talking about. Okay. But for so many of y'all that have been like, no, I, I love it. I love that show. Right. Maybe I'm missing like, something. Yeah. And four seasons. Right. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that it continues to be renewed, but I think I tried to get through two or three at least. And I was just like, this is awful. Mike, it's just bad. It gives me no, I no, I did not care for it. So um, speaking of reboots um, and this one, they can keep Martin. Yeah. Do not bring Martin back. Um, so Martin posted, I didn't even know he had an Instagram. He posted a photo of the cast. This looks like the first season on Instagram with a bunch of hashtags, TBT and throwback Thursday as two separate hashtags. Okay. Just to make sure he captured both. You know, just because, right. Some people do TBT, some do, right. R.I.P. Tommy, which that still makes me sad. Best cast ever. Team Marty Mar, hashtag Martin show. Which led people already maybe to be assuming, like, oh, what is this? Which just felt like a throwback Thursday picture to me. Mm-hmm. But then um, Martin's fiance also posted, well, she posted the logo on her Instagram, and her caption says, Got word from my fiance that my favorite show may be coming back with the creep eyes. And then Martin also posted the creep eyes. <laughs> Oh, God. I sat up in my bed and yelled no to the ceiling. Link judged me. I'm so glad to hear this from you because I know how much you love that show. You're wearing the hat right now. It is. Oh, my God. I am wearing the hat now. <laughs> it is one of the greatest pieces of entertainment to me. Like, not even yeah, just, that is just you. black entertainment. No, it's not. It's no, just I not mean, in this you. room, it is. Okay, you. that is fine. Now, no, niggas love Martin. Everybody loves And there Martin. are so many, yes, because there are so many classic episodes of Martin that I adore. And okay, that's hilarious. fair. But I think As a whole, no. There are a lot of criticisms of Martin that I have, especially now that I'm an adult. <laughs> there are a lot of things. Of the character or of, of the person? Oh, no, no, not of the person. But of yeah, of the character, like the fact that he was so ridiculous and so childish. He's and- basically um, ju- not junior. He's basically Anthony Anderson. I like it. Mm, I mean, he's not as bad I as... Think, right, He's but he's like a 90s version of that, which was a lot of unchecked misogyny and sexism and little snide comments and just disrespectful ways that he would like talk to Gina or allow Gina to be talked to like by his mama and all that shit. Like, I just don't feel like Martin has aged very well when we are talking about the way everybody else or the way society has progressed with regards to like blatant sexism. Way to just suck the fun out. Well, <laughs> you. I feel like you brought it up, but it's. I'm still saying, like, even though there are as an adult, definitely jokes. Not even just in 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 terms of sex. There are are jokes throughout that series that don't age well just because of where we are as a society. But that's true with every series. Right. I could say the exact same thing about The Golden Girls, which is another one of my favorite shows and many other shows from that time too. I just recognize that we're in a different time. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't always prevent me from 
enjoying it because I know and this is this isn't really why I don't think the show should come back but that's a part of the reason why it should not come back to me because they're never going to be able to get away with what they got away with in the 90s because it's a completely different time right but past that even if they could I just don't feel like there's Martin was great the way that it was it's fine for what it, for what it was in the time that it was. It's funny and treasured for the way that it was. There's no reason you can't even bring have Tommy back because he's dead. I mean, that's honestly my number one reason because I don't want a Martin without Tommy. I don't want a Martin without the full cast. So. I don't want a Martin without the full cast either. Um, I just don't want them to leave it alone. It's, it was great. <laughs> it's just like, for instance. Everything doesn't need to have a remake or a reboot or a sequel just because of how great it is. Like, we don't need another color purple. No, I we don't feel need like a Martin Harlem was, Nights Martin too. was so 90s. It was so like 20 something black people in an urban area, you know, just very much black in that time. And so I don't think we need to bring it back. But, and I don't think Martin's character. I don't think there's a way to write Martin's character in 2018 that's not going to be considered offensive to a lot of black women. Because it's not that I can't watch Martin and enjoy it, but I'm an adult now. And so a lot of the ways he talks to her and shit like that, I'm just like, oh, no, this nigga is crazy. Like, absolutely not. Nigga, who are you talking to? Like, I have a lot of those moments when I watch the show, but it is still good. Well, Hip Hollywood caught up with Tish Campbell at some point. It I'm not even going to say what I I was just about to ask how she felt about it. Um, She just told them that she can't say anything. (sighs) So that just raises eyebrows even more about what they're doing. But honestly, if I had to guess, I would say that somebody probably tapped somebody else on the shoulder and said, hey, look at all these reboots. What do you think? And maybe a couple or enough niggas are like toying with the idea and ultimately it'll probably hit a wall because I just don't think it needs to happen. I really like if if I even hear that someone is like, oh, it's a go, I would probably petition against it. Not even just because <laughs> not even just because, you know, it's going to be super offensive. I just think that it was great the way that it was. and You don't need to touch it. Did she and Martin bury the hatchet and like figure all that stuff out? I think that they did. I remember like. Years and years ago, BET did like a comedy awards that was televised. And I think he was one of the people that was honored, and I, and she like presented him with the award and said some stuff about like she like subtly addressed that and mm, or whatever. And okay. I cannot, for the love of me, I cannot find that clip anywhere because I've wanted to see it again ever since then. But I remember watching it when it was televised, so I'm assuming that she has made peace with him over that dreaded last season. <sighs> or yeah. shit that was probably taking place throughout the series right. until she ultimately was like, I'm not doing this no more. But right. So, and and so, yeah. I just wondered if, like, when she was asked about it, if that was her reason for being like, oh, I'm not talking no, about No, she's, she's smiling like, oh, with yeah. her, all her teeth, ear to ear. <laughs> and she looks like excited. Check check. So, <laughs> especially after y'all would not come and see her perform still here. So, <laughs> and all the clips I saw, you know, I would have gave Tisha Campbell my five ten dollars because that's not so saying I enjoyed. She's a legend anyway. She is. She is, <laughs> and I adore her regardless. Absolutely. So, Tisha Campbell has paid each and every one of her dues. Mm-hmm. And y'all give her her motherfucking flowers. Treasured as Gina. She was treasured as uh, Jay. Yes. And my wife and oh, kids. my wife and kids. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. House Party. Yes. Tish Gamble has been, she's done a lot for School the days. School days. You niggas better act like you know. So, yes. 
I would have given her my money. Um. All right. So speaking of niggas coming to television, Amarosa has got a new job. No, you're not serious. From the White House to the Big Brother house, she will be moving in with other celebrities not doing anything better on CBS's Celebrity Big Brother on February 7th. Other stars in the house include... Miss. Um... Chuck Liddell and oh. Mark McGrath and what? and Ron Artest. Oh, Ron Artest is the one who calls himself Meta World Peace. What does that mean? Yeah, no, I, d- I still don't know the answer to that. But... Ross Matthews. I can't, like, that is going to be a train wreck that I'm not going to watch anything but clips of. I feel like these these are people who I recognize by face but not name, so I'm Googling this story. Because... Oh, Keisha Knight Pulliam is going to be in my house. Oh, Rudy. Hmm. <laughs> what does she got going on? I don't. I mean, she hates. Um, Since she was walking arm in arm with uh, Bill Cosby's ass. Oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, because mm. she and and Homegirl's ex husband had that baby, and then they have a drama. Oh with my the baby. god, that's right. Oh, what a mess that was. I was like, really, Keisha, you too fine for this? <laughs> How the fuck did you get caught up? I'll be. I won't say interested to see what Omarosa has to say because I doubt she's going to say anything of substance. Like if she was going to have something to say about her time in the White House or whatever, it's not going to be like she's going to put all that in a book or something where she gets paid way more money. Yeah, she'll like dance around it and right. probably have like several moments when she argues with other people in the house about some Trump shit right. or whatever. She's but she's like allude to it. Yeah, and she'll probably be there. Will probably be many points in the show where she says it'll be in. The the book like on uh, probably right, have like on the camera <laughs> a dress that is like the book's print all over like you the cover what? of the book is the God front of the dress it. and then the back is just all black okay you know what and the the i'm mad because i could see omarosa doing some goofy you know shit. exactly what i'm talking exactly about. like that fuck her she she's out the club april ryan was dragging actually no i'm not gonna bring that up no i know what you're talking it's about so good though <laughs> It was so good. Don't fuck Omarosa. It's just like the audacity. Right. Like who And everything that and like all of her. Who do you bitches think you are? I'm but just, right. I'm just so confused. But anyway. Um Jennifer Hudson is smack dab in the middle of an ugly divorce. Divorce? They got married? I mean, separation. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about that. I just assumed that they were married because they were supposed to get married for like a decade. Right. No, they just been engaged a long ass time. I'd be forgetting. Um, so they hate each other. And yikes. Um, apparently they're working on um their separation and things with the child and such. Right. Um, I read that Jennifer was asking the judge to force a punk to get a job. His name is Punk. Um, And he does need to get a job. (laughs) What the fuck? Well, he tells um, the media and the judge. The media? Is that TMZ? Yes. (laughs) For your very business. (laughs) That he has a job and Jennifer knows it. And first of all, she is the one who gave him an ultimatum. Five years ago, which was to quit wrestling, which he was doing, 
or she was going to leave him and take their child with him. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know if it was because okay. like he was getting hurt or just him being a wrestler was embarrassing. <laughs> but I mean, if his checks was that good, then I don't think. <clears throat> Anyway, they were so, never going to be as good as Jennifer's. I mean, you still right. going to be the breadwinner in the house, you Jennifer Hudson. Right. No, he was never going to make as much as you do. But he says that she's the one who made him stop wrestling or whatever, which I mean, I guess I could believe. I don't know, whatever. But he says that he still works with WWE um, doing like correspondent stuff like that. And he's acting or whatever. So, I mean, he does not have like a oh, Lord. I don't know what he does, but he definitely he definitely is working in like correspondence stuff and the niggas who sit on the side of the ring, I guess, and talk in the microphone about them. I watch zero wrestling. So, but you know, they have like the people, the announcers on the side, the same way, like I guess basketball does. Really? They have commentators right there outside the ring. Yeah. I, when I tell you I watch zero wrestling, I used to watch it when it was WWF. Like when I was like a kid, yeah. my uncle, lived by wrestling like i watched it when the rock started wrestling <laughs> so i've never really watched wrestling. but i was really really young and then i figured out that it wasn't real and i didn't really enjoy it any as much anymore i still probably watched it for like a solid year after finding out that it was fake yeah. just because i was invested in the stories <laughs> and stuff i guess <laughs> but the then because yes. that's really what it is like you have like villains and people you like and oh. it's like the weird drama of the shit backstage it's like very obviously once you are old enough you can tell it's not real nobody really has to tell you right but it's not well they was fun hitting niggas with folding chairs and right shit, so it's not like fun because you think it's real it's fun because you get invested in a whole bunch of other shit gotcha but after a while i just grew out of it mm-hmm. but yeah like they have like announcers that sit along or outside of the ring or whatever. And sometimes they even get their ass beat because they're all in on the show, I guess. Right. I was never into wrestling. I think as a kid, I was just like, watching people beat each other up is just not my idea of a good time. Well, I was young and gay. So I saw buff, pretty much naked niggas leaping (laughs) around on each other. The fact that... And then these sickening girls in these outfits, like, beating each other's asses and stuff and pulling each other's hair. Wrestling was lit when I was, like, eight, I guess, nine. I don't know. Uh-uh, I just wasn't into it. I thought it was so fun. After uh, Mike Tyson bit off of Vander Holyfield's What ear? is boxing? Oh. That's, like, real Same fighting. <laughs> like, they are really hurting each other. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like, so never mind. That's die. not the same. That's not funny. <laughs> But well, that was crazy. They get like serious. Well, no, yes, that was insane. But I think my my reasoning for not watching boxing, which I mean, I love the fact that I just too. sat here and confused. I think because they had the same kind of ring, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's the same thing. I do not want to watch two people beat each other up. I love it. Mm-mm. I've always loved when I. I but I, do I like still fight. love boxing. I like fights though, like real fights. Like I like UFC matches, but usually, like oh, the no. people I see I in UFC either. stuff, they all look like. They would spit on spit in my face and call me monkey. Oh, okay. So like Appalachian whites, <laughs> right. flyover state whites. They just all look like they have been training for years in their backyard. Okay. <laughs> I'm just they frighten me. Oh, okay. But the matches are sometimes fun to watch or whatever. Anyway. I mean, I know I'm the weirdo because WrestleMania is like huge. I think they just had Royal Rumble or something like that. They were somewhere at the same time we were, I think. Yes. Dallas. Maybe in the Dallas. I feel like there was a Wrestle something, yeah. 
And Everywhere. white people showed the fuck up. They were in the same hotel as us. Yeah. They had a pop-up shop. It may have been LA. Where people were selling like $500 belts. No, I think yes. it was Dallas. I think it was Dallas too. I remember everything them. was just so extra. And I was like, okay, I'm the one who doesn't get it. Like, But I didn't know who any of those wrestlers were. Like, I don't know who most of them are anymore. I mean, I don't know any I know one ever. wrestler named Roman Reigns, but that's only because I think he's gorgeous. Doesn't Isn't The Rock's niece or cousin or something? Isn't I think she he's... I think he's related. Let me get to Google. What's her name? He Naya, might have Naya something. Naya Jax. I think he's got lots of um family member isolated wrestlers now. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think I think that's what I heard about her. And she looks like she could be related to him. She's six feet tall. My God. Go off. 240 pounds. She be beating bitches' asses. Or at least I think the one clip I saw her. She was whooping somebody's ass, but that's probably the only person I can name who wrestles. Well, that's good. That's all I got. That's enough. I don't know any of the men. That's fair. So, okay. Well, you know, I don't know what's going on too much with with these two, but how did we end up talking about wrestling as opposed? Because Punk wants you to know that he does work, just not in the ring as a wrestler. So, well, he he wants his spousal support regardless. Like, yeah, yeah, I figured that's what this was boiling down to. And Jennifer is making millions from The Voice, so it's not even oh, fair. I was he say, says that she has been more focused on money, while he's been focused on raising their eight-year-old son with her money. You can't raise these kids on nothing. Well, somebody got to work. What you mean? I mean. <laughs> yes, you can focus on raising our son because I'm the one out here hustling for these dollars. You're welcome. What you mean? And not to say that that's not a job and work because Lord knows taking care of kids is work and you deserve to be compensated for that or whatever else. But nigga, like if she's not working, how are you going to take care of the kid? How? So that just seems ridiculous to me. If he wants his if he wants his spousal support or they share in custody or whatever, then that's a whole nother conversation. I just hope that works out for them. Nobody wants to have all their inner, you know, relationship. I just broke up with this nigga business all over the place. I mean, where is all this even coming from? It's not like a bunch of he said, she said. I mean, I guess it's easily attained just by getting court documents or whatever <laughs> or speaking to the lawyer. I cared a lot more about the WrestleMania conversation than this. <laughs> separation I did too that was way more interesting I don't even care whatever oh what was that guy's name who used to always sit on people and he had a big butt Um. was it Rashiki (laughs) what yes wrestler who sat on people Rishi yes oh WWE wrestler who sat on people's faces that is (laughs) oh wow Rikishi stink face Rikishi Oh, that's that's back in in my day of wrestling. He did this to the rock. Whoa! Oh, he thick. <laughs> he used to do that all the time. I used to think it was the funniest thing. <laughs> I was just like a little runt, just sitting in my Wait, grandma he, house he, watching. He, Mm-hmm. Wait a minute! He got All on this waist china yeah. with a thong and some tassels. He used to dress like black china. <laughs> stripper's outfit easily yeah. and some knee-high boots. Well, he came to that Put his ass in nigga's faces. Yo, what the fuck? No wonder you loved this. Duh. The like, Rock is eating this nigga's ass. <laughs> like, pretty much. Oh, my God. Wrestling was popping. This is blatantly sexual. Like, wow. Okay. 
<laughs> Mike from Mike from the real world was a wrestler too. I remember that. The Miz. The Miz. That was so weird. It was because he went from the real world to then the the challenges. Always talking about his obsession with wrestling, and he got this wrestling alter ego, and then he just was (laughs) right. I was like, so the white boy said he wanted to be a wrestler, and and y'all were like, okay, right? (laughs) Like, is that easy? Really? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Anything if you're white. Um, Jill Scott and her husband are also having very ugly issues. Her soon to be ex-husband she was married to him for just over a year before she filed for divorce citing irreconcilable differences and marital misconduct or some shit oh so he cheated maybe something along those lines um but he's requesting that the uh prenup be thrown out which i didn't even know you can do like isn't it the whole point of having a prenup so that it can be thrown so out. That <laughs> right. If we get here. I mean, I think you can if like it was signed illegally or something. Yeah, but probably. Not just because you don't want it to be a thing no more. But I think he says that she like rushed him into signing it a couple weeks before the wedding or something like that, which doesn't sound like it makes a difference to me. Like if I were a I'm judge. I'm not marrying you if you don't sign it. I don't care if that makes you feel rushed. I'm not fucking marrying you if you don't sign the prenup, so, nigga. Would you like to push back or cancel the date? <laughs> Which one? Because what? we just won't be. Doing if you need this. some more time to think about it, then we need to let everybody know, nigga. The flowers and shit is coming, so you just got to. Because you I'm, know how long it take to make greens, so like, <laughs> you need to hurry up and do give. Not me. get my big mama in there started on them greens if we do not need them. What's it gonna be for thirsty? So. <laughs> You let me know. Like, what is it? I'm just not going to sign the marriage license unless you sign this first. So, yeah. Did he give a reason for wanting it thrown out? Well, yeah, that was his reason. Uh, That was because he, you know, felt like he was rushed into to signing it, and he wants five hundred thousand dollars from her for the pain and suffering that the divorce has been causing him. Half a million dollars for the pain of. Niggas break up every day, B. What? All of, like all the time. They, they hurt, and then you move on. So I, I'm not saying five hundred thousand dollars. I always picture like when when the reverse happens, and it's like some rich celebrity guy breaking up with whatever girl that he met at Nobu. Right. I always imagine it being like the first, oh. <laughs> like the first few minutes of the Diary of a Mad Black Woman film. <laughs> And they dragged black ass out of that house. Oh. Like, I feel like that's just how niggas get to like, <laughs> You signed the prenup. Right. like, And not long ago. Like, this wasn't in the 70s, 80s, 60s. Right. Like, this was a few years at the most. Like, no. a year and a half. At, like, right. You just signed this. You know what a prenup is. Right. Like, bitch. This is in case we break up, especially if we would break up ridiculously soon, like in two years. So, what? No, pack your things, take your $5,000 severance check or whatever it is. I'm sure he's not getting nothing, but half a million dollars is ridiculous, especially if he did something to cause her to want to file for a divorce, no especially. wonder Jennifer took 10 years to get married or not get married. Right, or not get married. No exactly. wonder Shonda Rhimes said, not for me. It's not for me either. No I thanks. don't, I really, why get married when you could have an Oprah Stedman situation? It just sounds safer. It does. <laughs> it does. It just, 
Because at any point, I can get up and get the fuck out of here. And I need to, I need that reassurance. <laughs> I need that for me. So I don't want to I don't want to feel bound to you through a contract. I feel like Oprah would Oprah would give Stemmen like a dozen horses. A dozen horses? Half. Half a dozen. <laughs> what the fuck is Stephen gonna do with half a dozen horses? <laughs> half a dozen of Oprah's horses? Hopefully sell. They can probably fly. At least four of them. Sell like you know how much you can get for Santa? four Oprah horses? And then you have two horses to do with whatever you want. <laughs> Like, bitch, please. What the fuck strain are you on? Oh, uh, granddaddy part. <laughs> oh my God, nigga. Stebbin's not getting nothing. But Stebbin also would not have to fight to get anything either. You know that Oprah would be like, <gasps> you. here are all the, har- the crops that they harvested today. Right, no, he could pack as Six many horses. vegetables as he wants on his way out. <laughs> Maybe like one cow. He probably, he probably doesn't even have to leave the estate. No, probably not. He could probably just move to a different acre and just stay out of her business. Honestly, I feel like Oprah probably sees Stedman for like Sunday breakfast. <laughs> then honestly, he's so and the far public away in the other that house. She tells right. him he can come to, and that's it. <laughs> Stedman is really living. I don't want to be the Oprah. I want to be the Stedman. That's lit. I, right. <laughs> I need to find me a rich bitch who who only wants me to like. I have a short list of responsibilities, and other than that, I get to chill. Nobody's pressuring him to be president. Okay, everybody's leaving Stephen the fuck alone. And Stephen's got like worldwide respect. You see Stephen coming in, and you know that's Oprah. That's Oprah's nigga. You better so, not try that nigga. Don't ever disrespect that nigga right <laughs> because there. he had, he could call Oprah right now, nigga, and she'll pick up. <laughs> Like, That's just not somebody I want to fuck with. At all. So, yeah. Oh, Stedman is that nigga. What? I mean, Tyler Perry can do it too, but Stedman. Why? Let's not bring up Tyler Perry because I feel like this is just an intro for you to be mean. To what? Just to Tyler Perry in general. I don't even know. Oh, really, right. No, I'm so glad you couldn't even finish this sentence. <laughs> I'm just glad you knew. I have nothing bad to say about Tyler Perry right now. Right. That right now saved it, didn't it? <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. Are we done? We're done. Okay. That's Amen. it for Hot Tops for right now. Let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. 
So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts all right so we're back it's time for our listener letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show we have an update from the girl who was about to go on uh, vacation to jamaica with her ex-friend who got her pregnant right and that whole mess. And so yeah. we asked, you know, why can't you just cancel it? And she wrote us back with, you know, all the reasons why that didn't make any sense. Okay. She wasn't going to do that. Okay. So she said, I know this update is overdue, but a lot has happened since I wrote in. I, I survived the trip to Jamaica. It was okay. a great experience and a salve for my mental health. As far as my friend is concerned, we spoke as cordially as possible while we were there. And while drunk, our relationship seemed to turn to normal. Return to normal. That's common. Well, Alcohol will break down. Well, I think just friendly that, enough. right, friendly enough to get through We're not vacation, okay, cool. right. We drove home together after we landed in Miami and had the conversation that we needed. Once we dropped our friend off at home and continued our journey, we could speak more freely. And he apologized to me wholeheartedly and explained his actions. He mentioned being stressed, taken aback and disconnected from me as a whole. I told him that I forgave him and wanted to determine a new direction for our relationship, a.k.a. we are never fucking again. <laughs> Good. We have reset our relationship and are working towards being friends again. I was totally ready to excommunicate him from my life, but Jamaica gave us the healing we needed individually and as friends. Thank you for giving me the advice to talk to him. It truly helped. Love you both. Be blessed. Oh, well, that's great. I know, right? I was like, okay, an instance of us not ruining someone's life. (laughs) That is lovely. I am so glad y'all had the chance to talk. I feel like if if it was going to happen anywhere, why not Jamaica? Yeah. Especially if you all were drinking something amazing or smoking something amazing at the time. It could have been a Real Housewives episode. Everybody ain't able. Everybody, right. Y'all actually handled this maturely and got through the vacation and talked it out like adults. And the the point about not sleeping with each other anymore is so important. That was, I'm so glad that you landed there. Because I was really afraid that it was going to be, and then we slept together again. Right. Like I felt it coming and it didn't. So I'm glad. And you're working towards being friends again. You realize you can't just jump back into things like nothing ever happened you know you gotta right. kind of you know learn each other in a different way Gross. that does yes that excludes genitals so um so yes thank you so much for that update and let's see we have our first question this week comes from camille hey 
She says, I love this show and I never thought I would have something to write in and ask for advice because for the most part, I try to stay out of the way and mind my own business. But here I am. Same. About a week ago, my friend Jayla got engaged and asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. I no longer live in our hometown and I do not go home often, but I told her I would make every effort on my part to be there for her wedding. After I agreed, she said that she needs me to work out whatever is going on between me and our mutual friend Tasha because Tasha does not want to be in the wedding if I'm in it. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I did not know what she meant. She said that Tasha is still mad at me for being friends with her ex-boyfriend's wife. Wait. Tasha. She's mad at you for being friends with her ex nigga's wife. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so Camille says, I was completely confused because I did not even know that Tasha and I were not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> About two and a half years ago, one of my friends contacted me and said she knew a girl from our town who was moving to my new area with her husband and he was not able to move in with her right away but she still needed help getting settled in i said i would help and we linked up and became cool when her husband finally moved here i I still hadn't met him and had never met the guy before anyway i knew his name and that he was from where i'm from but it never occurred to me that he was tasha's ex i posted a picture on instagram of course Mm -hmm. Instagram is where it all went wrong. Of course. (laughs) On Instagram with the wife, and Tasha called me and told me that that was her ex-boyfriend's wife. I was confused as to why this mattered. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't stay on the phone long. Never (laughs) once was it mentioned that she wanted me to stop being this girl's friend. And I just decided that I needed to keep them separate and whatever each one, either of them tells me, I would not repeat to the next. I was not going to stop being this girl's friend, though, just because because she's in a strange place and knew no one else but me. Even though we just met, I was not going to leave her out here destitute. Tasha feels like I betrayed her. And I think it is childish. (laughs) We are not in high school anymore. I told Jayla I would talk to her and see how this goes and that I would apologize for making her feel as if I betrayed her but I will not apologize for being the friend of the wife. Am I wrong? Sincerely Camille. (laughs) You know (laughs) I love that she is like so completely indifferent about the whole situation <laughs> so much so that she's like really missing she's like I wasn't what am I missing here <laughs> like she's like I wasn't aware that I wasn't supposed to be this girl's friend because you missed the part when she calls you and said oh that's my ex-boyfriend's wife she's like I'm confused as to why that matters that was her telling you don't talk to this bitch like and the whole time Camille's like I don't oh okay <laughs> what <laughs> like, fun fact like <laughs> Camille was legit confused. Oh my gosh. And meanwhile, Tasha's over here pissed. Livid. In her feelings for no good reason. I wonder how long ago, it must have been a minute if he's like married now, even though niggas get married after a cough these days. The girl moved to town, to to Camille's new town, two and a half years ago. Okay. Which means Tasha should have been got the fuck over. Meaning they've been married for at least that long. Right. So Tasha should have been got over this. Yeah, this should not bother is, you so much that you that her randomly ending up friends with with your ex's, your ex's wife. wife. You're not the wife, girl. <laughs> Tasha, sis, you're not the fucking wife. Right. So you need to let go of this relationship. Like you being so angry. Yeah, she's got to get over. And her being nice to this nigga's wife is like, really? Why do you even care? Like, if she was like, I mean, you're the one writing in. If you were bringing 
his wife around her to like all her right. events or every time y'all hang up. Then you're, right. you know, doing the most. You made a conscious decision, not even caring or realizing that this was even supposed to be a thing. Right. To not go back and forth with them with about each other's business or talk about it. Like, I think that you're handling it the way that a mature adult should. And I do think that it's just a little petty, although I live in petty. Like I roll around in petty. <laughs> I'm super petty. Yeah. But I think it's just a little too petty to be this upset with you for being kind to someone who hasn't really done anything to you or it sounds like anything to her. Seems like the issue that she should have she shouldn't really have an issue with anybody at this point. But let's just say that her ex-boyfriend scarred her, you know, as yeah. niggas may. So well, they could have really done some horrible like shit. some horrible damage. Really could have. But that shouldn't have anything to do with this woman that you are friends with. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you're not going out with them every Thursday to Denny's or Olive Garden mm. where they don't serve brown bread. <laughs> no, do not. If you're going out with them all the time and talking about how horrible uh, Jayla was or whoever and how she sucked in the game of relationships. <laughs> Like, like, what's the big deal for you being friends with this girl? Like, I don't even know how you would address that in a conversation because I'm not going right. to apologize to you for that because it's not it's, it's not deserving of an apology. And like, I wouldn't be sorry. Right. So I would go back to the mutual friend, the bride, who's like, well, you know, Tasha's still mad at you over this and be like, so listen, that's Tasha's problem. Right. Because Tasha's mad at me about nothing. Right. So if she refuses to be in the wedding, then I guess you have to decide which one of us you want in the wedding or tell her to get out of her fucking feelings because she's being ridiculous about this. Right. And if it's something, if she's mad enough at Camille, the person who wrote the letter, to be like, I'm not going to be in the wedding with her. If the nigga did something that bad, that we all still need to be mad at him, girl, you need to tell me what it is because as of now, I don't see any good reason for me not to be friends with this woman. Like, you haven't given me a reason to not speak to her. And you didn't even meet her under the, like, you didn't even know you didn't, when right. you met her that this was that boy. You know what I'm saying? And had never even met that man anyway. So if they had, if she had met the two of them together, she, she still, still wouldn't, wouldn't have known. known. Like, right. it's kind of like, what do you expect What do you of really me? want? Right. What do you really want for me to do here? Yeah, I would do exactly that. I would probably tell Jayla, Jayla's the one getting married. Yeah, Jayla. I would tell Jayla, like, look, I don't know what I can do in this situation because it's a ridiculous situation. Right. And so, like... I'm too old for this girl. <laughs> I feel like the person who needs a conversation right now more than anyone is Tasha. Mm-hmm. So I would probably go and speak to her about this because this is foolishness. Right. Tasha yeah. needs to call me. <laughs> or, I mean, or you could call her and be or like, so listen, like, bitch, what's the issue? Because honestly, if she called me, I don't really have anything for her. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be like, so, hey, Patrice, or whatever the girl's name is. Like, we ain't going to be friends no more because... This random girl just all of a sudden said that you married to her ex. Like, like that would just be so dumb. Like, I'm a grown woman. I'm not about to stop being friends with her because you used to date her man. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too old. For, I'm too old for that. Yeah. We we weren't best friends since birth or nothing, bitch. It's not that serious. You gotta. She's got to get past that. That's really silly. All right. Good luck to you. Our next question comes from Michelle. Who says, I'm a 36-year-old Korean-American woman. I have been married to a wonderful black man for eight years. Our oldest is five and the little one is two. From the moment I brought my husband, then boyfriend, home to meet my family a decade ago, my mother was very supportive. 
I didn't expect anything different because she has always been a source of inspiration of social justice for me. Ugh, sorry, excuse me. She is very passionate about equality, particularly for the black community, because she believes they face the most injustice and oppression of any people. All right, mama. She and my husband get along very well and even hang out together without me. <laughs> and when I gave birth to my baby, she took care of them better than I did. She is the best grandmother and my children adore her. All of this is why I was so shocked and heartbroken when she told me she didn't want to take my children with her to Korea this summer. This is a tradition in our family that my mother takes the grandchildren to Korea to meet the relatives. She explained that she didn't want to take Jamie and Lucas, those are the kids' names, with her because of the color of their skin. I started to cry because I wondered if she was ashamed of them and she got angry when I accused her of being racist. She asked me if I forgot how horrible Korea can be because the racism there can be even worse than it here than it is here in the U.S. She said that at five years old, Jamie is old enough to be deeply affected and scarred by the racism, but too, un too young to understand that it's the culture and society's problem, not his. She asked me to imagine the trauma he would suffer if his cousins and aunts and uncles made him feel inferior I told her that I would physically attack them and disown them if they did but she said at the end of the day my children would still be the ones who bear the hurt and the scars mm. I spoke with my husband that night and to my surprise he agrees with my mother mm. I tried to explain to him that our children are black but also Korean and I want to share that part of their background with him there are still wonderful parts of the culture that I believe can enrich them but I am also willing to never take them over there and to never bring it up if it means it'll hurt them so I wanted to get your thoughts if you were in my children's position what would you choose would it be better to go abroad or not would it be more traumatizing to later learn that you were never introduced to relatives because they might be racist or to hear and suffer racial slurs but have your parents there to defend you and teach you that the color of your skin is perfect Thank you for everything you two do. Much love, Michelle. Well, Michelle, if I were in your kids' position, I would want bubble guppies or <laughs> fruit snacks. So like, five and two. Five and two. I'm gonna so, want to party all day. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's get started on that. I don't <laughs> call Blue Ivy. She's got a. She's got it's a plan. Complicated. I've never been to Korea, so I can't and won't really comment on you know the racism out there because i don't know how it is but i'm gonna go ahead and believe your mama and say that it's as bad as she says it is and it sounds like she just by the way that you are are wording the things she said it sounds like she has sense mm -hmm. um and knows what she's talking about when it comes to discrimination race and things like that I just think this is complicated because I don't think it doesn't sound like she doesn't want to take them there because she's ashamed of them or because she doesn't want, you know, anybody to know she has, you know, mixed grandbabies or black grandbabies or whatever. It really sounds more like she's scared of them being hurt by right. the experience, which I can understand. She's their grandma and and that kind of thing. And I do guess I, I kind of agree that at least the five year old might be old enough to be like, I feel bad because of like, right, I don't know exactly why. Either being right. mean to me or whatever, but I know like what they're being mean to me about, and I don't get it, and I feel bad. I do kind of, I I understand that, and I think it sucks that like her own family, right. she feels like she can't bring them there, and it sounds like she has other grandkids, right? So have gone to that Korea, do go right. to Korea and stuff like that. So Ugh. I guess that it is upsetting or whatever. Maybe I don't know. I. I will say this. I like I, I can't speak from the the perspective of the kid, but maybe as like if I had kids, 
when I was in this situation, I would think, do I want for my kids to have this experience in Korea at this age and possibly get hurt by it or scarred mm-hmm. by it or maybe wait a little bit until they're at least a little bit older to understand where, right. like, what racism is or how it kind of works and that there's nothing wrong with them so that when they do go and they, if they do experience it, whatever, they're a little bit more prepared. Right. I just don't know. I'm not a parent and I'm not Korean, so I'm doing the best <laughs> I can here. But if my parents were to say to me, like, look, I'm afraid that if I take them here or whatever, this or that may fuck with their, like, confidence or the way that they see themselves or whatever, mm-hmm. I would be a little concerned, too. Right. More than just, like, mom, you're racist. Because right. it doesn't sound like that's what it is. Yeah, no, it sounds like she knows the rest of the family is racist. Right. <laughs> she just doesn't want her grandbabies to be hurt. And that's super understandable. So I I feel like I agree with her if only because she's she's telling you about her damn family. Right. Like, she's telling you this is how them motherfuckers act. Right. And I just really don't want to put the kids through that. It's not that they can't ever go to Korea, but I think she has a point about them not really being able to understand like why people are being so bitchy to them, like no context of of race or racism really at five and especially two. It's like they don't It may not even be things that they say to them all of the time. It right. may just be the way that they look at them or don't or interact or do not interact with right. them and stuff. So Right. It could just be the simple act of feeling excluded right. around everybody else and right. knowing that you're being singled out and not really getting that your skin color is the reason. And that's just shit. Yeah. Like even by strangers, but especially by family. So right. I don't know. I think if I were you, I would probably hold off on taking them to Korea for a few years. Maybe when they're like eight and five or just, I don't know. If it helps, like, I feel like the older they get, the more they would be able to appreciate whatever is going on in Korea as culture. You're spending all this money for these kids to fly and they like are not going to give one fuck about where they. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Where are we going? I have to sit on the plane for how long? Where where (laughs) the fuck are the SpongeBob guys? Like. I don't care about anything else around here. Do right. they have fruits next I'm thinking about the amount of money you have to spend to take kids over there anyway. Right. Which just sounds like so much. And then, I don't remember nothing that I went to when I was five. I literally did not go nowhere. So I didn't get on a plane for the first time until I was like in, in my 20s, definitely. Maybe 23, 24. I'm pretty sure I was like one. Yeah, no. We only took road trips. We just would drive for days. We flew back and forth to Jamaica like literally every single summer. But my dad worked for Air Jamaica. So it was like nothing for us to get on a flight. But other places too, we came to New York and all kinds of shit. I don't remember none of that shit when I was a baby. (laughs) I just remember like if I had like cousins and and stuff like that that were around my age and we ran around. But like, you know, you will be old enough to know that somebody is treating you bad. Right. But you're not going to be old enough to realize why this Korean landmark or something like that is so important. Right. And I mean, maybe you just want them to be a little bit older so that they understand when you going off on your relatives exactly why you're doing <laughs> right. that. Like, this will give you and your husband some time to, to come up with them. a game plan. Yeah. Right. And get ready for having to cuss out your own damn family. Right. Hopefully by then they're less ridiculous about this. Like, this seems ridiculous so insane that you have to be like oh I can't take my kids to visit my family because they don't 
they're mad because this baby is half black. Hopefully your really? mom, at least when she does go over there, says to them, like, so I didn't bring my <laughs> other two grandbabies with me because I know you niggas y'all are some shit. racist pieces of shit. So right? let's just have the conversation now right. for when I do bring them. Yes, hopefully it's something like that. But yeah, I don't blame you if you just... Let the kids stay at home, especially if your husband agrees. It's just like, yeah. girl, why, why put yourself through that? Because Lord knows how his black mama probably feel about that situation. <laughs> you better not take my babies to no, no damn career. God willing, his mom is around or whatever. <laughs> but you tell that same story to his folks and see how they feel about it. So our last question comes from Eminem. She says, oh, I'm boy. newly engaged to my boyfriend of five years and everything between us is amazing. Sorry to hear that. One night after our engagement, we were pillow talking and I told him that there's something that's been weighing on me from my past that I would like to share with him. What doesn't he wash? But I'm afraid that it might change his view of me. Oh, what don't you wash? I ended it at that. And of course, he tried to get me to elaborate further, but I just brushed it off and told him that I'll let him know when the time is right. What? (laughs) Okay. I hate when people do that. By the way, that is so frustrating. What is wrong with you? Do not tell me. I got something to tell you. Oh, I'll tell you later. Bitch, you should have said that when you was ready to tell me. What the fuck? Like, what is your problem? Anyway, the thing that I've neglected to tell him is that I used to be a prostitute before we got together. Okay. I was in a very mentally abusive relationship and I felt ostracized from my family and friends and was forced to sell my body in order to keep up with the lifestyle that my boyfriend slash pimp couldn't and wouldn't provide for himself. That was the most shameful and very lowest point of my life. But I'm happy to say that those past transgressions have made me realize my true worth and has led me on the path to mental wellness, education and my future husband. That's right. Fast forward to today and my fiance will not stop probing me about the big secret that I have refused I mean, to tell well, him. Well, you, no shit, girl. Uh, you, you set this up in a horrible way. Like, really bad. <laughs> should I be honest with him and let him know everything, possibly risking my marriage, or should I just tell him some less intense lie to cover my tracks? I truly love this man with everything within me, and even though I know he feels the same, I'd be a fool to believe that a man could easily look past, that a man could easily look beyond my hoish past. Any advice from you guys, whether on or off air, would be greatly appreciated. Oh, girl, well, we picked you. You're on the air. Continue to ladies, bitches, edges. Sincerely, Eminem. All right. Well, you know, if if he would not want to marry you because of a low point in your life where you went through something that a lot of women have gone through or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just like, you know, I'm a prostitute right now and it's because I love it or I don't know, whatever. You know, like... You did what you had to do. You did what you to had to do alive. for yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Here we are now. Like, if he had a problem with that, then that's just not who he's supposed to be married to. And maybe you want to know that. Right. I agree. Like, if a nigga can't understand context and circumstances, like, people get put in really fucked up situations that you can't imagine every single day. All the time. And have to make choices that you can't fathom all the time. And so I really try not to judge people, especially if they're like, I was in, you know, a really fucked up low place in life. And I made some decisions that reflect that because right. I have been in some fucked up low places in like, life. Honestly, you could have told me that, you know, I was once a prostitute because I really, really wanted these Manolo Blahniks. And I wouldn't judge you. Like I would have been like, I mean, I have also coveted things enough to consider selling my <laughs> So, but you... <laughs> You should be able to have an open conversation about this with the man that you're right. going to marry. If nobody and, else. Right. And not feel like, 
ashamed or unworthy of him or whatever because of it. And mm-hmm. if he genuinely has a problem with it, yes, it's going to suck. And yes, that would be heartbreaking and things like that. But you don't need to be with that nigga because if he can't understand that this is something that you went through and why, right. then he's probably got other things that he feels mm-hmm. and things or whatever that you're going to disagree with. And it may not be, he just may not be the person for you. Right. But he's never going to stop bugging you because you already put a bug in his ear that you got this big secret. Yeah, girl, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> that so that kind just... of fucked everything up. Right, so now he's just like, okay, so what is this? You got to... Do not be that nigga. What is the secret? So you might as well, like, go ahead and and, and tell him if you want to. But right. I definitely understand having, you know, trouble with it. Because, honestly, you could be like, I slept with five guys in one year. And the nigga might be like, Oh, my Ooh. God. Five whole <laughs> you know, like, dicks. Like, like, <laughs> Meanwhile, they taking down two or three girls every weekend. Every one <laughs> week. So. Niggas are just a mess. Oh, my God. Me and Kia were watching <laughs> one of them true crime shows on TV One. And this nigga had a wife and two girls on the side, mm-hmm. but was paranoid that his girl on the side was cheating on him. And so killed everybody. <sighs> It was just like... I very... I almost laughed. I didn't. Oh, it was, no, it's a fucked up story. It was shocking. But it's just an it example of guard. how niggas will like pull the dumbest shit and then... So you... So because you have two mistresses. You thought that one of the your mistresses, one of the women that you are cheating <laughs> on with... On your wife, right. May have been cheating on you. With your daddy. <laughs> he thought that she was sleeping with his daddy. And so everybody had to die. Including his daddy. He shot his daddy too. Nigga was nuts. He killed the other mistress too? How about mistress? He killed one of the mistresses. The other one, he came and uh, stole her car when she went to sleep so he could go back out and start killing other people. But he didn't kill her. But mistress one called mistress two like weeks beforehand and was like, hey girl, I just want you to know that you sleeping with my man. And mistress two was like, well girl, we both sleeping with somebody else's husband. What's up? <laughs> like she didn't even know that she was the mistress. She thought she was oh. called. It was such a mess. And the whole time me and Kia are like, look how niggas will be in some fucked up shit. Cause that sounds like normal nigga shit until the murder. Right. Until, right. Until you decided to go nuts and kill people. But it's like, look at how you will be so wrong. Right. And then be paranoid that somebody else is wrong because you out here doing dirt and then just take it entirely too far. So, How are you cheating with multiple people and man, one of the bitches? First of all, she deserves. What you mean? No, nobody owe you monogamy when you are out here sleeping with at least three people. Ugh. So anyway. he killed his wife? Yes, he did. He killed his wife and one of the mistresses and his daddy. She didn't do nothing to nobody. Everything. The whole story was wild. The whole. I was just sitting there the whole time, like, wow. I held they tap dance on his balls. Oh now. yeah, no. I think they gave him like sixty life sentences. So that nigga's never getting out. But anyway, um, I think that you should tell your husband, and I think that his reaction should be should dictate like where you go from there like mm-hmm. if he's acting like Kid Fury said and just being a nigga and acting like the fact that you have slept with multiple people is an issue for him like he can't get over it like like vaginas aren't don't clean themselves <laughs> whatever I don't know what his <laughs> I would assume you've slept together before right I mean y'all have been together five years right yesterday. It's so the same like... pussy you had two days ago <laughs> it's like it's right there so if he acts ridiculous about it then that's one thing but if he's hurt because you have kept this from him or, you know, he feels like you have been deceptive in some way. I do think that that's, I think that's, I won't say valid. Well, 
I think it's something worth going to therapy and talking to somebody about. Okay. Like just work but because you probably have some lingering issues from the time you spent in a Man, low yeah, place. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm sure your husband if he if he is a good guy like I hope he is. This is a decent nigga that you're dealing with. He may feel a way about it but not in like a uh I can't be with you no more way but just in a like Maybe I don't know you like I thought I did. We're not as close as I thought okay. we were because I thought, you know, you would have shared something with this, like okay. this with me a while ago. But how could you not understand that that's something that's like hard for right. me to Right. It must share be very difficult you. to say, which is why you need to say it before y'all get married. Well, yeah, right. definitely. <laughs> right. It's a difficult thing to say, but if you feel like you can't say it to him, that might be a sign that y'all don't need to be married. Because yeah. it just seems like this is the sort of, it's weighing real heavy on your heart, so heavy that you couldn't even stop yourself from previewing it. So. <laughs> No, do not make up a smaller, don't make a, up a less intense lie, because then you're going to have to think of a backstory for that lie and why it was such a big deal that you couldn't just say it then. No, just... Just tell him the truth, because honestly, him. it's nothing like, I understand it being rough, but I don't think you need to be ashamed of anything. Like, you right. had a really rough spot in your life, and you have worked, you've done the work, and you've put in the effort to, you know, heal from it, mentally, physically, everything everything and here you are now getting ready to marry somebody that you love you deserve for that person should not only like be like warm in this conversation but they should be they should not be supporting not only be supportive of you telling them or whatever but supporting your like journey through any traumas that you may have had because of it or right. whatever insecurities or anything that you may have like any difficulty they they should be, again, the person you're with should be like an escape. And right. if he is making you feel bad or anything like that, then that's, I just don't feel like that's somebody that you need to be with. And now is the perfect time to know. I do see what you are saying, though, about. You know, maybe feeling like, what else do I not? What else do I, I would know? Be, or, right. I would be feeling a way if we were together for five years and you just now told me this after we got engaged. Like, I'm glad you told me. But I would certainly, if we weren't already in premarital counseling, I would definitely want to start. And it ain't nothing wrong with therapy. That, like, not, not at a all. damn thing. So, not at all. I would probably recommend therapy either way. But yeah. If yeah. the nigga is being disrespectful to you, then he's got to go. Yeah, and for you're sure. better off without him. Because it's not worth it. All right. That wraps up this week's question. Send yours to ask 3 to gmail.com and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. 
and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, welcome back. And we are now ready for the read. Hootie hoo! And I am going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. Okay. Um, this comes from Ashley Bria. Um, it says, Dear White People, I'd like to share an experience I had online at a food cart near a bar where one of your brethren decided to use the oppression of people of color to make himself a victim of what you asked. (laughs) Being declined entry to a bar. Let's have a moment of silence to reflect on the injustice. Anyway. (laughs) White bro and friend are... That's... She wrote. Okay. (laughs) White bro. White bro and friend are online outside getting rowdy. Why? Me and my black brother standing next to me speculated. Doesn't he know there are like five police right here? Oh, yes, we remembered. White folks aren't afraid of police. Carry on. It's true. White bro's friend proceeded to pop on the fellow whites. Um, In parentheses, she put, y'all need to keep an eye on this white on white crime. (laughs) And a scuffle ensues. Police come running and tackle the perps. To me and black bro's astonishment, I thought only black folks got tackled like that, I exclaimed. While SCAD students stood behind me uncomfortably. I don't know what school that is. I don't. Southern California. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Here's South Carolina. Here's when my mind was blown. White bro's friend gets put in cuffs. White bro explodes in white indignation. On who? The whole police. He shouts, are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. And then you wonder why everyone hates you. This is police brutality. Me and my black bro's jaws respectively hit the ground. No, no white bro. No, tell me this is not what you're going to do. People hate the police because they can't get into bars after fighting. Not Philando Castile, Walter Scott, Freddie Gray. Is you serious? Oh, my God. I know I have a college education, but this exchange warranted no subject verb agreement because it was outrageous. Oh, I love that sentence. Me too. (laughs) White bro proceeds to start a chant with the crowd against the police. Fuck you. Fuck you. The thugs shouted, outraged. (laughs) Yes, fuck. Spittle flew from their lips. Revolutionary fire crackled in their eyes. Go off, sis. They were united for a cause. They were serving a purpose. I was waiting for them to link arms and sing Scandinavian spirituals. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who knows? Me and my friend and black bro quietly walked in the other direction. I share my experience to say this. It is not okay to make a legitimate issue that is causing the death of hundreds a year about you. It is not okay to minimize police brutality to your stupid ass getting arrested because you were fighting outside of a bar. First of all, your gripes were unwarranted. You were wrong. Second of all, if by some off chance you you do experience police brutality and that's what finally makes you stand up and say something, go to hell. People of color have been screaming it from the rooftop for years. How selfish can you be to only give a shit when it happens to you or a loved one? I'm offering the sincerest of fuck yous to that guy and mm-hmm. any other son of a bitch who decides to hop on the bandwagon for a cause only when it affects them. And that's what Ashley Bria McCormick you know had to what? say. And I, first of all, Ashley, where's your book, girl? <laughs> I want it. <laughs> the way you wrote that. Scandinavian spirituals? Yes. What the fuck does that sound like? I guess what Rose Them sings Irish herself. Irish niggas doing they tap dance well, Rose Nyland sings it before oh bed. Oh my God, good night. The fluver clobbing. I don't. <laughs> it don't even matter. Hooden coddles? I love it. 
Um, so thank you so much for that. I thought that, that was absolutely fantastic. And I yes, had a great time with that one. White boys and cargos and, and polos usually, mm-hmm. you know, they do this is chant why out nobody respects them. things like that when it happens to them. It does have to happen to them first, but then they don't, they still don't acknowledge when it happens to us. Yeah, no. What? And if a black boy was detained by police and decided to start yelling at them that would have ended very very differently they just would have shot everybody black around uh, <laughs> we didn't you want to ride and you ma'am just anybody but this is what you get for being here brown. right so uh girl i share your frustration oh. just write us more things just whatever is on your mind whatever you're pissed off about next time you get angry make sure you write us another email just write us more i greatly enjoyed that hey guys it's me i'm back <laughs> like whatever that was just fun to read. That's what I was sitting over here chapter. laughing at before the show. Oh, really? Yes. That's what it was. Because what? Spittle uh, flew from their lips. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about this week was also white people being ridiculous. Okay. Just, I have just three short things I wanted to bring up. Okay. First is that every single time that I take uh, Uber, Lyft, any of the car sharing people, and my driver happens to be white, I will say maybe 80% of the time I get a phone call from them before they come pick me up asking where I'm going. And when they find out I'm going to Harlem or Uptown or anything like that, they're like, oh, okay, okay. And they hang up the phone. And then when I get there, they bitch to me about having to go Uptown. What? Every, I know, it's so crazy. I took, so I've had to take a lot of cars over the past couple of weeks, like more than usual. Uh And it's like, rarely do I get a white driver in the first place. But when I do, and I happen to be in lower Manhattan, they always have an attitude for having to go up to Harlem or uptown. And I'm like, so do you understand though, right? That like you drive cars, right? Your job is to pick up people who have prepaid for this ride. Yes. Because my card has been pre-authorized. Yeah. So you're going to get paid for this ride. It's going to happen. Regardless. Like, that's the whole benefit to you over driving a yellow cab is you know you're getting your money and I can't ghost on this ride. Like, right. I can't just get out the fucking car. So why you have an attitude for having to go anywhere is beyond me because your job is to fucking drive. Do you really think the number one reason I use y'all over trying to get on the street and find a cab is so that I do not have to hassle and argue with you about where I'm fucking going. It's in the app. He's talking about, oh, I can't see the address till I get there. Well, then guess what? I guess you need to come pick me the fuck up because (laughs) I don't care that you're upset about having to go to Harlem and then you want to sit here and talk to me about how you have to go uptown. What if I had to go to like... East New York or something. Sir, I don't care. I'll put in whatever the fuck address I want to you into have, this you, app and you that's where you're taking there. me. Like, and if you don't want to do it, then turn off your little notifications or your little availability button or whatever and don't fucking drive no more tonight. I don't understand why it seems to be white cabbies who have this issue. This has never happened to me. It, but I can't think of the last time I had a white driver. Right. Either. It usually doesn't happen, but when it does, I've noticed that they are just like so weird <laughs> about having to come uptown. Like, do you not realize this is the majority of the reason people of color use you any fucking way and i be tipping them but when they have that i tip you know mm-hmm. uber and lyft drivers but if you have an attitude about where you have to take me then that's not happening because bitch what i don't get it you're getting paid like so it's anyway, your job fuck these weirdly entitled white uber drivers like girl you're dry 
There's nothing wrong with driving for Uber or Lyft, but that is your job to drive. So just in this fucking, big city where people are going all over the place. Like, I don't get it, but fine. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> so stupid. An additional fuck you goes out to um, the white tennis player Spencer Brown. Mm. He uh, is a freshman at Appalachian State University. Mm, I bet. <laughs> In North Carolina, so that just sounds like honestly, MAGA you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it sounds does. like where they go. It does sound like it. Anyway, they had um, a match with North Carolina A and T State, which of course is an HBCU. Mm-hmm. And during the match, young Spencer was playing John Wilson, a black player. And got very upset. I'm assuming he lost the match. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> but um. John tweeted that along with other racist comments, Spencer said, at least I know my dad. Which to me is like, okay, I see what you were trying to say here. Like, I see that you were trying to insult me like, oh, haha, a black kid doesn't know his dad. But you being a dick leads me to believe that your dad is probably also a dick. So <laughs> you knowing your shithead of a father does not really invoke any jealousy in me over here. Did but- you teach you how to play tennis? Because... Huh. And their coach was saying, like, apparently, you know, they reacted and was like, wow, this is blatantly racist. How right. dare you be such a dick? And their coach said, well, we have a black guy on our team. Which is oh, that else. There it goes. <laughs> what? White people's favorite line is, wait a minute, we cannot be racist. I we know a black. have once spoken to a black. He's on the bus right now, in the back, to be honest. And he can tell you that we're not racist. So once this went on Twitter, of course, it went... Viral and Appalachian State put out a statement saying that after the men's tennis match, you know, Spencer said some racist and derogatory things. He wasn't finished. And so he has now been suspended indefinitely from the team for violating the student athlete discipline uh, policy. Apparently, John said that he is never coming back. Oh, no. So, well, no, not John, but the, the young white man is never going to be allowed to play tennis again. Oh, of course he said that. Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. I just wanted to point out that a lot of you seem to think that the the youth will make things better and this young generation will not be so racist, but they've grown up with racist parents and grandparents. Right. And so a lot of them believe that we are inferior to them just like they people do. Like the way our parents have a talk with us, theirs have talks with them. Right. I mean, but you would think there was enough representation in the media of black people being so much better at sports than white people that they would be over that. Right. right. They were just prepared <laughs> to lose. Like, didn't you, you, when you saw me, you didn't automatically think you was going to lose. I don't, oh, I don't get it. Like my God. This nigger to beat me. Uh, well, I'm actually surprised that Appalachian State did discipline this young man. Cause like I said, I feel like it's nothing but Republicans. <laughs> working over there but very glad to hear that they at least did um take some action against maybe it made enough you. rounds in the media that they just felt pressure well i mean it was you know, everywhere white people will buckle right at least i know my dad uh the stats the statistics say white dad's not any better than black ones <laughs> the statistics say men are out here being garbage pretty much across it's the board just kind of a... <laughs> None of you need brag about what's going on over there. Your daddy didn't help you win, it sounds like. so. And the last story I wanted to talk about actually goes out. I rarely cuss out. Well, not rarely cuss out black women, but not as much as I do others. However, Lynn Patton, do you know who she is? She's nope. one of the severely underqualified people that Donald Trump has put into office. That's why I don't know. She is black. She runs um, HUD programs in New York and Jersey. Oh, damn. 
Um, her previous experience includes planning the wedding of Eric and Laura Trump in 2014 at Mar-a-Lago. She has no previous experience in government or housing policy. Neither does the president. Well, no, I mean, so just, <laughs> just lay in the background because Miss Lynn decided to come for April Ryan, of all people. Why won't they just leave her alone? It really, <laughs> like... it, it defies all logic. But the, the the tweet she wrote that got her in trouble um, said, I hear hashtag Miss Piggy is still on a rampage. What? Gee, yeah, with, attaching a picture of April Ryan. Gee, I must have struck a nerve at April Ryan. Hashtag bankrupt blogger. Now, <laughs> she's upset. Lynn is upset because... Uh, April Ryan has been talking about the fact that under this administration, she has been receiving racist comments and death threats, unlike anything she's experienced before. This woman has been working at the White House for years and years and years. So if Mm. she's like, hey, this is extremely fucked, like something's wronger here than it has been ever before, (laughs) then that's something to talk about. This is something worth paying attention to. And of course, Lynn as one of Trump's tokens, Mm -hmm. decided to jump up and insert herself into the conversation talking about, I'm a conservative black female who works for Donald Trump and I get death threats from other minorities all the time. So welcome to the club, April Ryan. Like, this is just how it goes. Started with the reason why. Sis, if you're actually getting death threats, which I doubt, What's most likely happening is niggas are just ignoring you. Because that's just how we do. Yeah. When you when you reveal yourself to be one of them, we're just like, oh, okay. Well, no, no more use out of this person. Honestly, I'm starting to assume that y'all are snatched like you're in the sunken place or androids or something. Right. So that's pretty much how it goes. Of course, people were defending uh, April saying, you know, she the root of this problem is that she should not be receiving any death threats. You know, that's not deserved. And it's a fucked up thing that's happening to her. And Lynn is just like, the fact is the truth is that y'all are only defending April. Like it's not a problem when it happens to the rest of us. And women who work close to Donald Trump are persecuted more than every other woman. (laughs) Sarah's Sarah Huckabee actually said the only war on women that I see is the one that's being waged against every woman and every female that is close to this president. The fact that, I really have an issue with grown women being like every woman and female. It's like, do you know what you're saying? Like, do yeah. you under, you don't. No. But so anyway, she decided, Lynn decided that she could come for April Ryan in this way, talking about her weight and all this other stuff. And April Ryan, who does not tolerate shit from the president. So I don't know why Lynn thought what the fuck it would be think? tolerated from her. But when I tell you, sis went back and went off to, with all ads first of all she added this bitch in everything of course get every <laughs> she said, word uh lynn pattinson's when did i go bankrupt tell me because i want to know i find it fascinating you and your girl omarosa and she added omarosa too good are concerned with my money when yours is questionable huh i can show my taxes can you mm. kick rocks little girl find a job i ain't the one wow girl by blogger girl i do news what do you do Ooh. do you work at hood or play at it you washed up wedding planner girl by do you also it. tape conversations like your girl Omarosa, who might have a date with Mullis since she has so much to say? Oh Fake God. info, girl. Check your facts. Oh, wow. I work for American Urban Radio Networks, not Sheridan. Whose wedding are you planning now and what wig company do you work for? Oh, Jesus. Bitch! <laughs> April Ryan, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. And I actually 
literally got I got every last bit of my life from that watching her do this. Was a drag. <laughs> <laughs> like like <laughs> to the point a where a drag race. Lynn Patton, she said that nobody from the administration contacted her, but she did delete the tweet and apologize for writing it. And I'm like, well, yeah, girl, after your wig got lifted the fuck up straight by the lace, I guess you would. What else was there to say? <laughs> you got drugged, bitch. You got knocked the fuck out. And Mariah came for your edges and took them, girl, snatched all your shit. So fuck Lynn Patton. You thought you could come for April Ryan. How dare you call anybody else broke? Like worrying about my pockets when you why bring attention to yourself when you know and we all know just how unqualified you are for the job that you have why would you even do that shout out to april ryan for not taking none of this shit uh apparently ben carson who is lynn Patton's boss uh called her Shocker. called her to apologize she said she missed that call but she is excited to get dr carson on the phone so they can speak about this so just don't be surprised if lynn Patton don't have a job in the next month or so, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. What an idiot! Like, bitch, I know that you're a big boss. I know that Donald Trump is is able to say what the fuck ever he I wants was to. Just gonna say that, but don't ever forget that you are still a black bitch. Exactly, in this exactly. <laughs> and, and if they need to fire somebody to show that the White House doesn't tolerate cyberbullying or whatever, you know that's Melania's fake cause. If they need to let somebody go. It'll be you, like, and I hope it is. I hope they put your ass right on the chopping block for this, but. It don't matter if they don't because April Ryan already came for your ass. I don't even have anything. And eviscerated you. You should be ashamed. She went off on that. It was like she was waiting for somebody to say something to her. I know Omarosa was like, well, now wait a fucking minute. I didn't even say nothing this time. I'm just getting mic'd up for the Big Brother house and here I have to be. How the fuck I get pulled because April Ryan is sick of y'all shit. Boot licking ass black bitches. What the hell is wrong? <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm done. They that really, really that made like, my week. The like audacity of their president and like his recklessness. Right. Maybe like a lot of these motherfuckers are just getting super comfortable and feeling like they can do all of that stuff mm-hmm. too. You, you know, can't. You, you're not staying in your fucking life. Especially being black right. and female. <laughs> No, you can't be no black Woo. anything, much less a black woman. They don't give a fuck about you. You just bankrupt blogger. A check mark essentially for them. <laughs> They're just a checked box. Bitch, please. April Rice I can show my taxes. Where are yours? Where's your boss's taxes? How dare you? Come for my money. And then try to talk about me for being fat. Like this Lynn girl, she's not fat, but she's nobody's thin either. Like she's she's not so thin that you would be like do you have any space to talk about somebody else's body like you're just a miserable ass bitch right that's all this is but you you got told you learned that day exactly who you was fucking with when you have another day you thinking about people to come for or people to try i just know that april ryan will not i know she was (laughs) the next time you get them itchy twitter fingers you are not gonna add april ryan in your shit she's just gonna pluck out the letter a from her keyboard (laughs) She got to mute April so she don't Absolutely. get tempted to respond to her or nothing. Like, bitch, you don't want no smoke with April Ryan. How so, dare you? That's it. I'm done. That wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at thisistheread. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I guess we are gearing up for our our... Apollo show soon. Yep, that's coming in a couple weeks. And um, Essence. 
Yeah, so we're announcing the Essence Fest thing this <laughs> this week. We're going to be at Essence Fest this summer. Um, we are hosting on the Super Lounge stage on Sunday, and we will also have a pop-up shop running throughout the whole weekend. There will also be a live show on Friday night at the Joy Theater, and we will be announcing soon how you can get tickets for that. But yes, very excited to be the first podcast to be integrated into Essence and so hyped to see you guys and and have a good black ass time like I did last year. Essence is so fun. So this is my first time. Yeah, you're gonna have a great, great time. It is just so fun, and the lineup is insane this year. Yeah, I'm like just excited to be on the flyer with Janet Jackson's name on it. I literally saved that flyer for that exact reason. Yeah, I'm like Janet Jackson I'm tweeted out and frame it. an image. That, that has, has our podcast name, name of our- on it. Yeah, I felt a deep sense of like, like Janet Jackson accomplishment, right? <laughs> Even though I'm sure Janet Jackson didn't read past the second line of that fly, I'm sure Janet Jackson didn't post it. <laughs> like, she probably has no idea who's gonna be at it. So it none. doesn't matter. It came from her account and it had the read on it. Can you say the same? <laughs> so. Yes, bitch. I am bragging about my crumbs. And do you have any? Because <laughs> Janet. So, yeah, I'm really hyped to go to Essence. It is such fun. So, everybody who has tickets, we will see you there. And of course, Essence is in New Orleans. So, any reason to be back there is also yes. great. I'm just hyped. Yes. I hope Kofi Sarabo is there. Oh, uh, I told you he was staying in my hotel and I saw him over and over again. I'm just thinking about Girls Trip and being Tiffany Haddish the whole time. Oh, okay. I was definitely thinking Jada. <laughs> I mean, well, not... Yeah, I know that Jada is the one. I just want to be Tiffany because I feel closely connected to her as a spirit, spiritual oh. person. Did you see her mispronouncing people's names at the Oscar thing when they when they did the Oscar nominees? No. She's so cute. But I did see her... Her uh, drunk history. Drunk history clip. <laughs> it's funny. on my DVR. I need to go back and watch the whole episode. But even just the clip, I said, sis, what is... <laughs> That is such a good show. I love Tiffany. And she's so perfect good. for that. So. I really want to be one of those people who has to like, like sink the, the person, the narrator or whatever. Oh, yeah. Just the commitment that they have <laughs> into saying that stuff, like, like acting those lines out. Right. I can't get over how funny it is. It blew my mind to watch Octavia Spencer say my stupid words. Just hearing your voice coming out of Octavia Spencer's mouth to it's me. It's still crazy. I'll never get past it's that. It's still just... Every time somebody tweets me that video, I'm like... Harry Tubman's coming with, with her <laughs> army full of bad bitches. Like, and, like, and they say it just like that with the like fucking up and everything. Classic. Uh, yeah, drunk history is a lot of fun. So yeah, shout out to Tiffany Haddish. Um, and I think that's it for me. Anything else, Kid Fury? Um, the acronym of this week can be N G A J. Yeah, N G A J. Not gone. That's not it. No, it isn't. The first word is nigga. Nigga, get Comma. a job. Yes. <laughs> hey, my favorite phrase. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, just whatever. All right. Bye, guys. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. 
because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle, follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.